Welcome to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Yes, live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. And yes, we have very special attorney. At least he tells me how special he is. It's Anthony uh, Borden <laughs> Bandero. He's with Blue the Gold at bluethegold.com. So thanks for being on the show, Anthony. You really, uh, well, I, I was really having a hard time getting people uh, today. It's the last day before I end up going on uh, on vacation. So uh, yeah, next week, uh, we're going to be using our best content uh, for the whole week for the show. But look, that said, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, you know, announce our sponsors. We have MotionDSPAUFire.com, GallsGunner.com, Medicare.Live, and we are fueled by Bang Energy. Also, a shout-out to Brian Burns with the free press at TampaFP.com and Ray Dietrich, RedVoiceMedia.com. Uh, appreciate you guys carrying our content. You know, we're streaming the three locations right now, and those three locations that uh, are Facebook pages that belong to Red Voice Media, they have about a million followers. So thanks to Ray, Ray Dietrich and Red Voice Media for helping make that happen, guys. Um, and, uh, and Jimmy, I hear a little bit of humming. I don't know if you hear that or not, but I don't know where it's coming from, but I am hearing that in case, in case you hear it. Um, but in any case, let's go ahead and get started. Can you hear me? Okay. Anthony. Uh, loud and clear. All right. The buzzing went away. So, uh, producer Jimmy must've fixed that. So I found it. All right. Good deal. So look, um, guys, let's go ahead and get started. And we've got a great lineup for you. You know, our, uh, our main topic guys, this is like all over the country. Listen to this lawofficer.com. Pro-Palestine protesters, or st they storm the U.S. Capitol, occupy uh, the Cannon Rotunda. Wow. Uh, thousands of pro-Palestinian uh, protesters, they gathered outside the United States Capitol. Uh, sound familiar? On Wednesday, as hundreds more occupied the Cannon Rotunda, where demonstrators are actually prohibited, but apparently not yesterday. Inside the Cannon office building, the protesters reportedly demanded an Israeli ceasefire so really what that means is they don't want Israel taking, uh, I guess, uh, you know, responding to Hamas and they don't want them, uh, you know, getting retaliation, you know, getting the hostages and that kind of stuff. And a post on X, which is formerly Twitter at 1.41 p.m., U.S. Capitol Police said that we warned the protesters to stop demonstrating. And when they did not comply, we began arresting them. So video footage was posted online. It shows the police clashing with the protesters yeah, at the Capitol. I mean, this is happening all over again. So the Capitol Police later issued a traffic advisory posting on Twitter on X at 2.24 p.m., saying that a large group of protesters are walking in the roadway around the house side of the Capitol complex. And for safety reasons, we've temporarily uh, we're, we're doing ro rolling road closures and they are in effect now. And in a speech to the mob outside the Capitol, uh, Re Representative Tlaib, yeah, Democrat from Michigan, issued a warning to the Biden regime and other Democrats who support Israel. Yeah, it's about to get very interesting. Listen to the warning that Tlaib is giving uh, to Biden and other Democrats. A lot of us are not going to forget this. All right. That's she's talking about supporting Israel. The protest comes one day after media outlets in the U.S. and worldwide falsely reported that Israeli forces bombed a Palestine hospital in Gaza, resulting in over 500 deaths. Conclusive evidence now points to a misfired rocket near the hospital in Gaza as the culprit. But what they really don't say is that it was Hamas that was firing the rocket. They don't really give give credit to the to the to the sender of the rocket. But yeah, it was Hamas that had a misfire and, and killed those people at the hospital. Dozens of protests erupted outside the Western embassies around the world on Tuesday night in the wake of the tragedy. And Tlaib repeated the debunked claim that Israel bombed the hospital in tearful remarks to the pro Hamas Hamas crowd. Wow, what what a what a piece of garbage she is. Uh, and USCP told Fox News that about 300 demonstrators were arrested in the protest, including at least three who were charged with the assault with assault on a police officer. Wow. Um, so 
Uh, Anthony, I don't know if you got any any words of wisdom on this or not, but nothing ceases to amaze me now. I don't know why I still get surprised. No, I just, I just, I wish I agreed with you. I just see a peaceful protest. I don't know why you see such pandemonium. <laughs> I mean, this is it's it's the lens that we have, my friend. My lens is different than yours. I see peaceful protest, and you see uh, riots and mobs. But you know what? I don't know. It's, I think the world's a little little crazy. I think, and it's ridiculous. So. Well, the, the main difference I see is that they're not going to wait like three years and do a three-year investigation before they start arresting people and putting them in jail for like, you know, trespassing at the Capitol and stuff. So uh, I, I, that's that's very true, my friend. Very true. So, uh, well, anyhow, um, we'll we'll see how this unfolds. It's just it's just, you know, I want to say shocking, but I really I really can't. I should not be surprised that people like to leave uh, and, 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 of course, we, the American people who elected her, you know, I, in the Congress, you know, there's a responsibility level there. Incredible. And and she'll she'll get reelected. Yeah. And when yeah, when you think they're taking it for the people that have been going through and dismembering babies and cutting, you know, digit, we're getting more and more information about, you know, what they've done to people while they were still alive and the torturing. Yeah, I saw, I, saw I, I, I don't know what was wrong with me, Chip, but I was like in my hotel room just a couple nights ago and I just was on YouTube trying to, you know, find something before bed and I came across you know, uh, OG video, you know, uh, that showing actually from their point of view, it was like from their, uh, GoPros and so forth. And I just clicked on it, you know, and I was like, this is not really probably what I want to watch before I go to bed, but I couldn't keep my eyes off because it was so horrendous. And it just, you, you need that reality check of what these, uh, people are, are capable of. And, and so, and, and, and that, and that's so good the way you put that, what people are capable of, because there's really a look, for people listening to our show, our, our goal is really to make you guys the most informed people in the room. When we're talking about news and issues, of course, we do from a law enforcement perspective. We're upfront about that. Uh, but there's a reason for that as well. But if you go through life, and I talk, I still have I have friends, believe it or not, who still say, I don't like to watch the news. It's too depressing, and I want to know yeah. what's going on. But if you do that, you go through life being ignorant. I'm sorry, but you do. You're not in the know. And so there's so many decisions things that, and positions that you need to take as an adult. You need to man up. And you need to take adult positions and do things that are right. And if you're ignorant and not aware of everything, you're not going to be in the position to do that. And you're going to be making ignorant decisions instead of educated ones. So I find yeah. that unfortunate that people still believe that. Yeah. Can I add one more comment before we move on to the next thing? Absolutely. I, I agree with you about the whole news thing. But of course, it matters where you get your news from. Of course, um, when I'm on the plane and when I'm on the plane um, and I see people watching CNN, I'm, I feel like they're being indoctrinated, you know, so um that's you know I, I do not get in the real story, and that's not, not necessary from Fox News either. I'm just saying the mainstream outlets are not telling the truth. Period. Yeah. Except and, we're mainstream and we're telling the truth. Well, we, yeah, we try to. I mean, obviously, <laughs> we have a law enforcement perspective, um, but I, you know, I, I don't think that that necessarily means a law enforcement slant. You know, we tell you how we feel about it from our perspective, but we we do debate from time to time on yeah. uh, on different issues and stuff, like a use of force, for instance. You know. Some people may think that use of force was qualified, like shots five and six from Tony McBride with LAPD. We had a little uh, argument about whether shots five and six were justified about the guy with the knife that I thought was rolling and he was going to get up and could have stabbed uh, someone in the crowd, you know. But uh, yeah. Attorney Ward Mythaler um, felt differently about that. But I, I, I respect that. That's what makes this. That's what makes this world so great. So yeah, cool. So, so well, look, we've got you know there are there. Are, I, I realize, of course, that. Um, I'm gonna, we're going to be, you know, we're not going to be doing live shows. We'll we'll have our shows going live, you know, on the radio. And and producer Jimmy here's got some great stuff coming up. We're going to take our, our our most popular shows that we've had, and we're going to put those out there. 
Um, so so stay tuned for that. You'll still see these things going between 12 and 1 o'clock on Eastern time. And and you can still comment and make comment here. And a matter of fact, you know, I'm going to be in California and, and then I'm going to Lake Tahoe. But even when I'm out and about, I'll still be able if I'm if I'm on, you know, watching the show, I'll still be able to communicate with people that are watching the show, too. So, guys, you know, watch the shows, communicate with each other and maybe with some of us that are, uh, you know, that are watching the show, too. And, and there should be sensational shows. But let's go to um, some fantastic videos came out on our favorite law enforcement video channel called This Is Butter. So go to rumble.com and go to This Is Butter. These videos are crazy. I don't know what I don't know what This Is Butter did yesterday, but it must have must have put a magnet out to attract all these 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 crazy videos because they're coming so body cam video. Well, actually, you know what? I, I'm I take that back. I'm, we're going to start with the one that Anthony wanted to start with, so it's going to be video number 5. So uh we're going to we're kind of like a re re, re uh, structuring what we're doing. rumble.com still This Is Butter, a known criminal, Tyler Solo. He attempts to elude Marion deputies, and he's captured by the K-9 unit. Coming up to 36 now. Kilo's trying to pit. 10-4, 10-4, 10-4, 10-4, 10-4, 10-4, 10-4, 10-4, 10-4, 10-4, 10-4, 10-4, 10-4, 10-4, 10-4, 10-4, 10-4, 10-4, 10-4, 10
They're still in the cars, though. So yet again, Tyler does not use his head, and he refuses to stop. Tyler attempts to make several evasive maneuvers to try to elude the canine corporal Esquivel. Tyler attempts to drive on the wrong side of the road, which he does. He enters the Greenway Trailhead parking area, and he almost hits two individuals who are parked at the trailhead. And after that, Deputy, uh, I guess, Anaya Eck, uh, so we got our second deputy, but not a canine deputy, he successfully deploys stop sticks, which deflated all four of Tyler's tires. Yet, Tyler still continues to flee through a fence of a home. He takes his fence out, goes into the backyard of his home like it's nothing. I mean, it just blows right through it. But the back fence it ends up being a concrete wall. He was not able to penetrate that, so it disables the vehicle. So the vehicle comes to a stop. Now, Tyler, apparently, for whatever reason, can't get out of the driver's side of the door. So it says that um, Tyler uses his head, but not how you not how you think he should. He headbutts the passenger side window, and he comes flying out like a dolphin out of the car, flops on the ground. Guys, this is about to get really good, especially because the canine part's coming up. Stick with us. Commercial break. We'll be right back. You know, Motion DSP, they've been supporting the law enforcement profession for over 15 years for their robust suite of video and audio redaction and enhancement software. Now, Motion DSP software is easy to use, requires no specialized training or expertise, and you can save valuable time with Spotlight's one-click audit-mating tracking feature and forensic suite of enhancement filters to achieve results quickly in just three steps, import, process, and export. A spotlight is built specifically for redaction. It's designed to work with video from any camera source and using motion DSP's algorithms and object tracking technology, it automates the process of blurring faces and other identifiable information, and it saves users countless hours compared to manual frame-by-frame redaction. And forensic enhancement software, that allows users to quickly process and analyze any video file format using path and super-resolution algorithms and enhancement filters to reveal an unseen level of detail. And you can actually get forensically valid evidence from just low-quality video in just minutes instead of hours. So you can learn more about all these products and all these capabilities by simply going to motiondsp.com. Again, it's motiondsp.com. So, hey, guys, aufire.com. It stands for Accuracy Under Fire at aufire.com and now agencies can prepare their leos to become I, I, for the mental challenges associated with being wounded on duty forcing them to adapt problem solve refocus and overcome to effectively neutralize the threat aufire.com has the only option to safely prepare leos for the instant intense random and distracting immobilization of a body part with a debilitating wound go to aufire.com watch those cool videos learn how this thing works aufire.com Com. Let's talk about Medicare insurance options. There's over 80 options in just Hillsborough County alone. Now, the benefits can change annually. So how do you know that you're getting the benefits for your specific health care needs? The answer is simple. Contact MyMedicare.Live or call area code 813-245-6656, especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area. Talk to James or Bobby. Meet with them in person. They'll save you money on your medication co-pays. Find plans that your doctors accept and get more of the benefits that you qualify for. So again, MyMedicare.Live. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Yes, we're still live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. You know, we left off talking about a known criminal, Tyler, uh, Tyler uh, Fake and Solo. He attempts to elude Marion deputies. He's captured by the police canine. Yeah, so when we left off, he had been driving on the wrong side of the road. He had, Initially, they pulled him. They were trying to pull him over because he's going over 100 miles an hour. thought maybe he was DUI or something. Driving on the wrong side of the road. Now they've done the stop sticks on him. His tires are gone, and he drives through someone's fence, just blows through it like it's like matchsticks, right? And just like now he crashes into the rear fence, which he thought was a fence, but it's a wall. And he can't do that. So now the vehicle's disabled. He's got to headbutt the passenger window because for whatever reason, he can't get out of his driver's door. And he, they, they say flops out of his car like a dolphin on the ground now. So in Tyler uh, fashion, he uses his head, and he uh, and 
once again, thought he's running from a, a canine. It was a good idea. So canine jet, that's the canine's name. Canine jet was released. And so as our guy goes over the wall, uh, the deputy follows suit with the canine. And anyhow, it says the, K, the, the canine took a bite out of crime and Tyler too. Oh yeah, that's exactly what happened. Tyler was arrested, transported to the hospital where he stated that he was high as expletive uh, before being transported to the lovely Gold Star Hotel, which is like the Heinrich Hotel, we call it over here, uh, you know, in Tampa. Uh, Tyler was charged with driving under the influence of alcohol or drugs, aggravated fleeing with injury or damage and resisting arrest without violence. But I would tell you the level of the screaming and uh, yelling that he was doing while the canine was latched on him, it was quite impressive, actually. I mean, I, I, I judge it. If we were going to judge at a scream level, Jimmy, uh, producer Jimmy, between like a one and 10, I'd have to put him at an eight or a nine. I don't know what you thought, Anthony, but. Uh, uh, well, he, he probably didn't scream as much as I did when I got tased during my my search for taser. <laughs> I, I, I actually embarrassed myself so bad. Somebody actually recorded it and made it their ringtone every time I called. But I digress. Um, look, the, 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 the thing about the video, you know, I, I looked through a lot of things through my lawyer lens. And I, and, and I just want to have a, like when I saw that video, it, it the, the video started off, you know, it's we're chasing this guy for a DUI. And it seemed to me, you know, with the very limited knowledge, you know, just looking at that video, that there were other there were many opportunities, seemed to be many opportunities to use a pit maneuver, a ramming, which would maybe be deadly force. But to really stop this guy, because when you watch it. He's the, the 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 suspect is driving like a maniac. He's going wrong way for for a long time. He almost hits another vehicle. Um, he blows through a, a red light at a very high speed, and it is it's like four o'clock in the morning, so not a lot of traffic. And I don't mind the chase, but my thing is, as an agencies need to maybe have this conversation. It's like, are we willing to use force? on these people sooner and later, because I do see a lot of chases where they just basically allow the guy to terminate himself, whether it's going through a fence or the car breaks down and so forth here, they, 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 um, they did spike strips, but it just took, seemed like a long time to, to stop him. And I just, I'd rather him get hurt than an innocent person. I mean, that's really kind of like, I guess my message here. And, um, and also, you know, somebody on the on the chat says, you know, in Chicago, let them go. There is actually a not my saying here, but there is also cops. I would like cops to really also understand that when agencies say, hey, we're not going to chase for minor crimes. I don't like the way that feels as a former law enforcement officer myself. I have had to I've been shut down on pursuits and I did not like it. But when I became a lawyer and started looking at some of these cases and you look at three particular cases that went to the Supreme Court, every single case, every single one chip. The police won. The Supreme Court said, hey, either A, you did the right thing, or B, you get qualified immunity. And every single one of those, Chip, cost about $3 million to defend. Wow. Now, so, were, you, were you a trooper? Am I correct on that? A trooper, yeah. I was a trooper in Nevada. Yeah. So, um, so, so, you know, these troopers know what they're talking about when it comes to- You're damn right we know what we're talking about. You're, you're, darn, you're darn right we know what we're talking about, Chip. No, that that you know, FCC is cool with, with that. Okay, good. I still, I'll still watch my voice, but my, my, my language- Hey, so, so Anthony, just to add a little bit more credibility, I mean, I, I know who you are and where you're mm -hmm. from, but I know you're with Blue the Gold, too. Can you tell me? And we see the Blue the Gold behind you. Um, can you tell our users a little bit about the uh, your expertise level? Because we have a lot of police and sheriffs that watch the show, and they may be interested. I know you travel the country, uh, I, yep. and you save agencies from liability because of what you do. You're doing God's work. So tell them about how important it is. I appreciate it. And so um, a little bit about myself. So I have, um, you know, as far as my education goes, I have two degrees from Harvard University. I have a bachelor's and master's. Don't judge me by the school, judge me by the education. And um, I have a law degree from Gonzaga School of Law. And my 
hit a law enforcement uh, background is I was reserved in, in Massachusetts from like 1999 when I was going to school at, at Harvard and I became a trooper in 2005. I spent most of my career in Las Vegas, I have nothing but good things to say about my agency. I'm not sure they'll always have something good to say about me because I made a lot of mistakes. And the, my mistakes is actually what drives me today because cops are in a very tough situation. They're expected to perform at A-level performance no matter what. They Just like pilots, they can't have bad days. Which brings me to our mission at Blue to Gold. We actually have two goals. Number one is to instill confidence in police officers for legal issues, especially search and seizure. A lot of cops do fly by intuition. And that works, but sometimes they get it wrong and it can cost their agency millions of dollars. For example, I have a client that made a wrong decision on a search warrant execution. It cost the agency $12 million. And the other part of it is risk management. I do try to save money because I want to prevent lawsuits from even happening. So it's hard to put a number on what I save agencies because hopefully is what these lawsuits never happen. So they never know. But that's kind of what we do here at Blue to Gold. So I do travel the country. Uh, right now I'm in Las Vegas, but I just came back last night from Pearl, Mississippi. And I was training, um, you know, over 100 officers there and uh, in various legal issues. And then next week I go to Texas and I'm at the T. Cole Convention and so forth. Wow. So if you're in Las Vegas, you need to hook up with Randy Sutton while you're out there is what I'm thinking. I'm actually, I just want to tell you something about Randy Sutton. Um, I'm glad he's not here because he muscles in on my business. You know, when I try to talk, you know, I just want to listen to him too. And I'm like, when Randy's not here, I get to talk a little bit more. So him and, and Dave Grossman, you know, they're like up here in my world and I'm like down here. I'm a bottom feeder, but I love Randy and I love uh, Grossman. So, but I, I need to hook up with Randy for sure. In fact, right. can I tell you something? One of the reasons I, I would say one, a major reason I got in law enforcement, but one of the reasons I love law enforcement, I, I got excited about it because I read Randy's book many, many years ago before uh, joining the troopers. Yeah. Randy's like a, uh, like a father figure to us. I think, wouldn't you say that? <laughs> he is even though always watch it. Yeah. I mean, and he, and look, and he loves animals. I mean, him and that cat, they have a relationship that is strong as a son and a, and a father. Yeah. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll leave it. We'll leave it there. And, uh, and love uh, you, Randy. Randy's lucky. I said, I said, father figure said a grandfather figure, but anyway, oh, that's course, funny. Uh, yeah. Hey, our second commercial break stick with us. We'll be right back. All right. Certainly by now you guys know about the new goals at goals.com slash Leo, the country's leading uniform clothing, equipment, and gear provider for law enforcement. And they have a variety of offerings, everything from multi-tools and flashlights to duty boots and tactical gear. And as our panelist, Captain Brett Bartlett always says, they pretty much have everything for uh, for cops except for guns and ammo. So if you haven't been to the new Gauls, and I say the new Gauls because even growing up in law enforcement, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, they had these huge catalogs coming through the mail. You could hardly even fit them through a mailbox. And of course, today they have, you know, the catalog would be way too huge and way too many items. So, but we've got internet and, and, They've got great customer service now. So it really is the new goals at goals.com slash Leo. And notice I also said uniform and clothing. I mean, they've got a uniform program that's second to none. Even my former agency, the Tampa Police Department, they dumped their two past uniform companies. They got a, a Gauls uniform office on the second floor lobby of the police department. It, they're they're absolutely killing it. So goals.com slash Leo. Check them out, especially if you need a uniform program, guys. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show, still live from the Balsog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. So, uh, Anthony, I guess if we're, you know, guys, don't forget to check out Blue the Gold at bluethegold.com, but I think it's time for another story and another video. So, yeah, and again, we're describing in great detail all the video components to all these stories, um, the ones that have them anyhow, guys. So we're still at rumble.com and our favorite channel called This Is Butter. We have a body cam video showing Chicago police 
firing shots at a suspect on the south side. Hey, come here. Come here. Hey, come here. Come here. Let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. You got your radio? Now, we have a uh, retired Chicago cop that's on the stream right now conversing with us and stuff, so he may take a special uh, enjoyment on this story. And look, we've got a female officer whose gun jams for, I timed it, it's a minute and a half before she clears it. She clears it the absolute wrong way. And, you know, if you have a pistol, the guys guys in our world know that it's a stovepipe or a double feed, right? And, you know, stovepipes are easy. The double feed's the one that is, it takes a little bit more to clear. And and that's why I always tell people that are getting into the gun, you know, unless you've, you've shot thousands and thousands of rounds through semi-automatic pistols and know how to clear them, get a revolver, guys. But you'll see what happens. So, so body cam uh, footage, Chicago police officer shooting at a suspect on the east side neighborhood last month was released on Wednesday. So officers responded to a report of a person with a gun. It's 2 o'clock in the morning, September the 2nd, and they found a male and a female in the area. So when they arrived, the female pulls a firearm and points it at the officers, which is odd because as soon as they see it, man, they bamboo. So responding officers, they actually shot at the offender, though, but they did not strike anyone. And like they're getting out of dodge, right? While they're while there's exchanges going on. And the officer can be heard on the on the video telling the suspect to show her hands before shots are fired. So police say the female suspect fled and the male was taken for questioning, but later released. The firearm was recovered at the scene. The two officers involved were transported to a local hospital as a precaution, which didn't make much sense to me. And the uh, Chicago Police Department street camera shows the suspect fleeing into an alley and she's still not been identified. Wow. Now from my notes that I took, and I've got a lot of them here, um, you know, talking at, at you know, timestamp 305, suspect produces a gun because the cops ask her to show her hands and stuff, shots fired, at, you know, two seconds later at 315. Female, female cop's cell phone starts the ring at 322, like in the middle of all this stuff going on. And then her partner asked her um, to call somebody because it seems like, you know, do you have a radio that no one's got a police radio? I couldn't make sense out of that, why they don't have a radio. So they got to call for help on a, on a, on a, on a cell phone. and. Then it switches to the female's body cam, and at 420, um, there's shots being fired at 433. Then the female officer realizes that her gun is jammed. To me, it looked like it was it was a double feed. So, so that happens early on, and uh, at 454, you know, she's got this double feed, and she obviously has no clue on how to clear it. I mean, she's looking at her gun just like playing around. She has no clue how to clear the double feed, which is just amazing to me. And at 512, she leaves her cruiser, and she's still got an inoperable handgun in her hand but she leaves her her cover and she's out there with a gun that's not even going to work she finally extracts the round in a double feed you got two rounds trying to fit through the you know through the barrel but she extracts it from the top she stick her fingers in the in in, in the opening and she actually is able to extract it which is the absolute wrong way to do it charges the gun picks up the the stupid round that's on that lands on the ground it's, it was a minute and a half exactly that her gun uh was uh was jammed just drove me absolutely crazy, Anthony. Uh, your take on this? Yeah, look, I mean, Chicago is a is a is a fine organization. They deal with a lot of crime out there. A lot of their officers are top notch, but unfortunately, this um, you know lethal engagement did not bring any. Um, you know, it's it was bad. I mean, you know, um, so the. The, the 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 one thing I thought about too is all right, fine. You you have a, a malfunction of a firearm for some reason you can't get it unjammed, but I'm sure that there's a long gun in that car somewhere, whether it's a shotgun or an AR, right? And my Chicago cops can tell me if I'm wrong. I know I'm not wrong. They have a long gun in that car. 
why not just transition to a long gun? I mean, you know, if, you know what I'm saying? Like if you just have this issue also, I tell you, you, you also have some time anyway, you would always want to bring a long gun to a gunfight anyway. And so um, that's the issue. The other thing is that the, I don't understand the radio issue. They're in a marked unit. It's not like they're in a, um, an unmarked unit that doesn't have maybe some equipment. I don't know. I just don't, I do not get the whole thing. Their, their tactics are really bad. They're like walking back and forth. They're not covering each other. They're not preparing for another ambush. They're not even looking behind them. This person can do a, um, you know, go around the block. The whole thing just screams, unfortunately, ineptitude. And I know that Chicago PD generally is, is not teaching this kind of stuff. Because they, they have a lot of practice when they deal with violent people, but it's it's a hard video to watch. Yeah, yeah maybe and, complacency too. And we got Gene Hoppin here, who's on the stream. Conversivalist, retired uh, Chicago, is what he says. But he says, but Gene, but but no, no, but Gene, no, no uh, tube as the LEPD we call it. I mean, it, you, fine. I, I a lot of big agencies don't train on the the AR, but no tube, no shotgun. You get no long gun. There's as potential as you have no long gun in a marked unit. Yeah, that, 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 that would surprise me. No long gun, no for for Chicago. Wow. That would, yeah, just hmm. uh, and we know. I mean, I mean, you're you're a trainer, Anthony. You know yeah. that when you when you just clear, you you fire thousands and thousands of rounds, and you go through so many um, exercises on clearing these kinds of jams. The the goal is is to make it second nature. You don't even think about it. You know, you automatically. I mean. You know, I know I can recognize the jam and know whether it's a stovepipe or double feed, and I know instantly what to do without even thinking. But there is one way to clear a gun, and if you clear it the way you clear a double feed, it'll clear a stovepipe too. So Yeah, ripping it out, rip out the mag, rack, roll, and so forth, yeah. Um, I, yeah, that actually – so uh, Gina's saying, look, no, there, it's it's possible that you're rolling around in a marked unit in Chicago without a, without a long gun. I tell you, that wouldn't be the way I roll. I would absolutely – I, I um, you know, I, I love bringing ARs to a gunfight, but yeah. So uh, anyhow, it's uh, hopefully the agency will. You know, look. If I was the the, the chief of Chicago, she definitely there's a train. You know, she's either going to get herself or somebody killed. I'm not trying yeah. to. I mean, they don't. We don't no, you don't want to be. Yeah, anything. we're not trying to be negative, but yeah. No, but they need to get they need to get her trained because if she can't get it down, then she's got to be put on um, probation and then off the force because yeah. she absolutely is going to get somebody killed unless she can process. And then the whole radio thing. Uh, and they had a computer in the car, and, and it looked like they were between using a cell phone and a computer yeah. trying to get help and stuff. I just couldn't figure that out. The whole yeah, one, thing. right, right. And one more thing too. In my agency, what we would do, other people would load our mags, and they would put the dummy rounds in there, and we just never knew how many dummy rounds. Some people would put like ten dummy rounds in a fifteen round mag. The point is, when we went to the line, that was part of our training, and yeah. you had to clear it. Double That's actually okay. it was very smart. All right. Yeah. 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 I got very good at it. Double feed scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Double feed. But it was actually just, um, you know, not a misfire, I guess, because it wouldn't feed. I don't think. But well, yeah. But I mean, it it mimics what happens in a double feed because, you know, of course, in a double feed, there's not enough of a charge to throw the slide back to fully eject the round. It's still taking up, you know, space in the in the barrel and the new round tries to go in and and they're back to back. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's that that would be good training. It would be. um, um, We got a. In, you know, three minutes left before our next break, but hopefully you guys enjoy the breakdown of this one. It was a little, a little complicated, uh, but I, I think that we did a good job on it. Hopefully you guys think so. So uh, still at Rumble, still at This Is Butter, Dash and Body Cam shows a Georgia deputy fatally shooting a man who was wrongfully imprisoned for for 16 years. I mean, I read the story, read the title, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Step out! Get out! Get out! Put your hands back here. I ain't doing shit. Stand hands back here. 
Who are you? Staff Sergeant Alder Sheriff's Office. My name is Yahweh. I don't care. Step to the rear of this vehicle. In the name of who? In the name of the law of the state of Georgia. Step back here now or you're getting tased. Back of that truck. Do you see that? Put your hands on the back of that truck. Back of the truck. Both hands. Turn around. 34 can send me another unit. One non compliant. Your name is Officer Staff Sergeant Aldridge with the Camden County Sheriff's Office. Camden County. Put your hand behind your back. Do I have a do I have a warrant? No, 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 put your hands behind your back because you're getting tased. I'm telling you that right now. Why am I getting tased? Because you are under arrest for speeding and reckless driving. I'm not driving. Nobody was hurt. How was I speeding? You passed me doing 100 miles an hour. Okay, so that's a speeding ticket, right? Sir, tickets in the state of Georgia are criminal offenses. I don't have a ticket in Georgia. You do now? Why? You passed me doing 100 miles an hour. And what? Am I going to Hands behind your back. Yes, you are going to jail. Hands behind your back! Put your hands behind your back! This guy is getting a new lease on life, but he was not a good guy, guys. He was not a good guy. So a man who was wrongfully convicted and he spent 16 years in jail, who was uh, was fatally shot by a Camden County deputy during a traffic stop in Georgia on Monday. Um, so Leonard Allen Cure, 53 years old, was wrongfully convicted in 2003 of an armed robbery, according to the criminal justice organization called the Innocence Project, which I'm sure that all of us have heard of. Cure was a client of the organization, was exonerated in December of 2020. So, wow, that's coming up on three years ago due to a collaborative reinvestigation by the organization and the conviction review unit and the Broward County State Attorney's Office in Florida. So at about 730 in the morning, though, on Monday, Broward County Sheriff's Office deputy stopped Cure uh, according to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. So they've got GBI involved, good agency. And when they're involved, it's 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 serious. They do a good job. Cure was pulled over for speeding, and he reportedly gets out of the car at the deputy's request and complies with the officer's commands until he learns that he's under arrest. He's doing other things, kind of like a little defined of the deputy's, you know, authority and stuff. But, um, you know, there's something up with him. Deputy call, deputy sees what's getting ready to go down, and, and he calls for backup, actually, before it gets bad. Police said the deputy used a stun gun against Cure, and Cure allegedly assaults the deputy. Um, officials said the deputy used the stun gun a second time as well as a baton. Why he went to the baton in such close quarter fight, I don't know. But he claimed that Cure still did not comply. That was obvious. They were in a full-out fight at that point. The deputy pulls out his gun, shoots Cure, and uh, it's it's extremely close quarter shooting. And I didn't even realize the gun went off, Anthony, when I first watched the video. Right. He's treated Cure, and he ends up dying. So the GBI is investigating the incident. And they, the findings will be sent to the Brunswick Judicial Circuit District Attorney's Office for review. Doesn't mean he's going to get charged. They're just going to send their findings. Cure was on his way home from visiting his mother, who lives in South Florida, according to the Innocence Project. Cure, who had been just been granted 
817 grand, almost a million bucks in compensation for his wrongful conviction in Florida. He was planning on attending college for music or radio production. He could have been working with us, Jimmy. And, uh, <laughs> and he was in the process of buying a home. The Innocence Project in the Broward County Attorney's Office uh, said Cure was the first person exonerated by the Broward County's Conviction Review Unit as well. Now, if that doesn't make a good, and Anthony, I'm not trying to take all the, all the, suck all the air out of this, but when I watch the video and all the stuff is going down, and I've only got seconds, driver, there's a whole this thing going over the driver, the fight, deputy loses the taser and stuff. A Briggs truck drives by. My wife is watching. She goes, man, why didn't those guys even stop? Sure enough, the Briggs truck backs up just before the deputy shoots him and the guy gets out, backs up the deputy. The, 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 uh, the deputy had a hard time, you know, functioning after this went down four or four few. But, uh, We'll talk about that in a second. Commercial break. Our last one will be right back. You know, no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. Gunlearn.com, though, they've taken the confusion out of learning and they've finally made it easy. Gunlearn.com is the first and it's the only company that offer a step-by-step program that takes you from your present knowledge level to become a safe, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist like our panelist, Captain Brett Bartlett. Now, they provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point taught to ensure accuracy, and their training is approved by major forensic organizations, law enforcement agencies, and firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that LEOs, that's law enforcement officers, need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement. Now, you can start today with online training, or you can register to attend a live seminar, and you can actually get free training for yourself and the personnel at your agency by hosting a seminar at no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Still live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. You know, uh, we're talking about this uh, deputy uh, that uh, gets in a fight with a bad guy that gets out of the vehicle who, uh, who, who was wrongly convicted and spent, you know, uh, what, 16 years in jail. And uh, and uh, and then and then it ends up going south uh, just to clean this thing up uh, at the very end. Uh, see, we uh, we talked about how he was given almost a million dollars and stuff. And uh, he was the first person exonerated by the Broward County's uh, conviction review unit. Uh, Anthony, what do you think about this? I mean, there's a lot of moving parts in this uh, in this com- this scenario. It is. And look, I'm going to take my piece of it is actually um the de-escalation part and, and and the way that the officer is interacting with this this man initially, I'm not saying that this outcome could not could have been avoided, but I am saying that the way that the officer is contacting him and just you know he you know just ordering him around, he's not using any kind of he's. So I teach the escalation because I think that the law, I think that courts want it right. They want to see they want to see officers trying to temper the situation. And I just think that maybe, maybe the officer could have just maybe slowed it down a little bit um, and maybe gotten some compliance from him. Um, he, he's basically all orders and no, and no explanation, explaining things and so forth. He also puts the guy under arrest when the guy's not in handcuffs and the guy's um, he's resistive. I think that's a very bad move. I think that when you tell a, res- a resistive person that they're also under arrest, you basically are just begging them to fight you. I think a better way is to try to, you know, kind of like trick them into handcuffs and so forth or just say, look, it's right now you're not under arrest. But at the same time, I have an officer safety concern and so forth. And you're going to go to handcuffs temporarily and then kind of transition to the arrest. But I, I do believe in de-escalation. There are there are a lot of cops out there that are hardwired for ask, 
tell, make. I have to tell you from a, from a lawyer's point of view in 2023, ask, tell, make is dead as a general philosophy. This officer seems to be in ask, tell, make mode. It doesn't really work with a lot of people that and so forth. At the same time, Chip, I do recognize that this guy clearly has mental issues. You can kind of see it. He's also very yoked up. I mean, he looks he kind of kind of has the flavor of just coming out of prison. It seems like he's a he's a prison guy, like just the way he's acting and so forth. So I'm not saying force would be avoidable. I'm just saying it would have been nice if the officer would just kind of tone back a little bit to try to get some voluntary compliance because that's going to be a, uh, you can kind of tell that that man is, if you're going to have to fight him, it's going to be, um, it's going to be a struggle because that guy is, is in really good shape. Was, yeah. was in really good shape. And it sucks. It sucks that he died of lead poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you could say that, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I was getting in a, in a exchange on, on rumble with some people that just don't get it. Of course you've got, you know, we got these people that baited questions and all this stuff, but look, yeah. um, it pays and it saves lives to to do this game smarter yes. um, than, than the other guy. And so, look, I have, look, in law enforcement, you're a paid actor and you have yep. to be. And there's yep. nothing wrong with that. I would have told that guy and I would have lied to him. And there's nothing yep. wrong with that. There are people nope. say, you can't, you guys lied. To, well, look, I would have said, look, I'm just going to put the handcuffs. This is just for your protection. And we're, I'm yep. just going to get, I'm going to get your name, some information. It's just, I got traffic going by. I got to do this. I, I would have got the handcuffs on him any way I could. Anything, any lie that I had to tell, I would have attempted to do that. Absolutely. Um, it, it's like, it's like telling a person who's drunk behind the wheel. I think that you're drunk. Yeah. Why? I mean, look, why would you do that? Get the guy out of the car first and say, I can't hear you or it's not safe. And then say, Hey, have you been drinking tonight? Or telling a guy behind the wheel, you have warrants. It's not smart to do that. You're, you know, no. you're, you're incentivizing them to right. hit the gas. Yeah. And so in their mind, what do I have to lose at this point? You know, and, and, yeah. and they hear that flag word and it's game on. So yeah, it's not the brightest move. Now, sometimes maybe if you have other officers there or something and, and it's a different scenario set up um, and you don't yeah. have to lie to someone maybe, but yeah, in this scenario by himself now, thank God. Look, I don't know. The unsung heroes here is Brinks and I'm like, okay. Let's talk about Brinks. Let's talk about Brinks. Yeah. 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 Well, first of all, the guy's going to get fired. You you know that. I'm just saying. He's out of a job. He, he's out of a job. Yeah. But but if I was the sheriff or the city, whatever, who's I would say, sir, uh, apply to my agency because that's the kind of spirit that we want here. The other thing, Chip, is I'm not saying that. Please do not have any of your audience thinking that I'm saying that that shooting was unlawful. I think that it was lawful. I just think that it may have been avoidable, and that's something that we want to talk about in 2023. There is a difference: lawful, but awful, but lawful, but avoidable. But that Brinks guy, I love the Brinks guy. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm, I'm, I would have done the same thing, but he is going to be looking for a new job because Brinks don't play like that. Yeah. So people watching the show that are that are listening to us, and look, I Anthony, I think, thought this obviously automatic. We haven't talked about this before we watch it, but so here's what happens. It's it just, it just common sense. Brinks drives a truck with other people's money, right? And so <laughs> these guys are armed guards and – you don't leave. You only there's there are protocols, and you only leave the trunk under certain guidelines. And you and you uh, most of the time you don't both leave the truck, right? And before the doors are opened up, he makes sure that there's only one guy there, yada yada. But when you leave the truck, even they help along, you know, they pulled up initially, and I thought, okay, they're just kind of watching, making sure the cops not going to get killed because they don't want to get fired. But they're sitting in the armed truck. But then I see a gun next to the cop. The cop was in a world. He was in a world of hurt. I didn't know. I mean, mentally, I just he was exhausted. I think there was a lot of fatigue involved. Sure. And he finally manned up because I was going to say the Brinks guy, just tell the cop to cover you and handcuff that dude because the longer he's on the ground before someone handcuffs him, you know, you're just waiting for more bad things to happen. But finally, the cop manned up, um, holstered the gun and, and holstered his gun while the Brinks guy covered him and he handcuffed the guy. Yeah. So hopefully, Brinks yeah. will give this guy a pass 
And and this guy's really an unsung hero. But thank God, thank God he stopped. It could have been so much worse if, if they would. I know. If I would, if and I'm just gonna say the final point on this, Chip. If I was the cop on scene and I was the one, I would said, bring Sky because you can't see his face, right? Bring Sky. Throw some dirt on your license plate. Get the heck out of here. <laughs> Hey, there, there you go. And the only other thing I wish the cop would have done is maybe close the bad guy's door when he got out so he couldn't have got back in the car. I, I yeah. kept waiting. And there's traffic going by. On my I know. Head. I know. So that's the only thing I would have done. So um, still at Rumble, still on our favorite channel. This is Butter. Sparks officers justified in a fatal and fatally shooting Ronel uh, Zendejos, uh, who was armed with a chainsaw. At a motel, it's something. Adam, what is that? A Freddy Krueger or who? It's, a, it's, Freddy Jason? it's, it's, it's called Sparks. The movie's called Sparks. Leatherface, come on, man. Is that okay? Well, they, my wife's into all that stuff. I'm just, I'm just, I get too scared to watch that stuff. My wife lives on that stuff. But the Washington County uh, Department, uh, District Attorney's Office, they determined that the 2020 officer involved shooting 36 year old Ronald Sendejos of Carson City. It was justified. There was a 42 page report. The DA's office said that on May the 4th, 2020, uh, Zendejos entered the office at a Motel 6 in Sparks, rented a room for the night. For reasons unknown, his deme- demeanor was rude, aggressive. The front desk manager believed that he was drunk. So after running the room, Zendejos punches the plexiglass separating the lobby and an employee area. Then he punches the office window and he leaves. Ah, but he comes back and he returns angrier than ever. And minutes later, he returns following the general manager into his office. and He's armed with a running chainsaw. It's running. The GM retreats behind the counter and Zendaya, this is all on video, and he uses the chainsaw. He cuts to the swinging half door of the desk and then he follows the manager. Shots fired. Don't get behind his car. Officers are code four. He's into the brick wall at the smog shop. Close the manager uh, back. Now the manager hides an employee bathroom while. The GM flees to his apartment that's connected to the office, and our bad guy's still armed with a chainsaw, and he enters the employee area. Yeah, there's a pucker factor. Then he leaves the office, goes to his room, makes contact with the occupant who's still there. This is our bad guy. Swings a chainsaw towards the person in the room with him, causes the guy to flee, cuts the door and the door handle off. Two 911 calls go out, and it's 8 o'clock. And officers with the Sparks Police Department, they respond, and when they get there, Witnesses point out our bad guy with a chainsaw, but now he's in a car. In fact, there's a blue Honda Accord in the parking lot of the Motel 6. So officers demand that he stops. He doesn't. He drives away. There's commands. He ends up driving into you know one of the uh, one of the police cars, and he crashes into a building. And um, just you know, at the end, they end up firing multiple shots when he's driving, really driving away from the cops. But in the traffic, more people they're worried about what he's going to do. And, uh, and and then, you know, third grade bleeds all over the seats of the interior of the car. So, Anthony, what do we got? Well, I got, I got two things. Number one, it just it reminds me that um, as a pro Second Amendment person, as a you know, is that it's just I love it when citizens are if they are lawful and they are sane and they're, you know, that they should be they should have a concealed carry or they should have a firearm. First of all, I think when you own a Motel 6 franchise, the franchise should give you a firearm. Say, hey, welcome to the Motel 6 franchise. Here's your Air 15. So, I mean, because these guys are in the room, 
<laughs> right? Oh my gosh. It's probably true. Or the Red Roof Inn, maybe a machine gun for the Red Roof Inn. But the point, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking the truth. Yeah. And they're in, they're in this room and they're like talking to dispatch and they're like, there's a guy outside with a running chainsaw and he could have breached that door. I mean, right? That's what chainsaws do. And the next thing is, of course, this is one of those examples where we talk about pursuits and I am, I'm not a pursue everyone type of person. I'm a pursue those people who are violent to others. And if they escape, they can cause harm. Man, there is no better example than this. This this person needs to get in custody and so forth, right? Yeah, no, you're right. So, guy, I mean, who would have thought we'd close out the show before we go on vacation with a story with a chainsaw? You know, just just yeah. crazy stuff. So. No, it reminds me of uh, what's that? What's that? Uh, Scarface. You know, what I mean, this guy's like a wannabe Scarface guy. Uh, you know, I think you're on to something. So, yeah. Hey, let me tell you, if somebody asked me, does Anthony believe in Halloween? I don't know if it, I don't know if they said believe. You know, that's our Sarge there. Uh, I love Halloween. And um, I, I was in a out of time. Go bye. We're out of time. So, look, hey, Anthony blew the gold, blew the gold.com. <laughs> Check him out. The wounded blue, the wounded blue.org. Lieutenant Randy's 501c3. Check them out. Also, motion DSP, AUFire.com, GallsGunLearn.com, Medicare.live, and uh, Bang and Monster. Thanks for the fuel. Brian Burns for the free press, TampaFP.com, RedVoiceMedia.com. Thanks for carrying our content. Great show, Anthony. Thanks for being here, guys. We will have our best up on this following week. We'll be back after that. Have a safe and a wonderful weekend. We will see you guys soon.